Okay then everyone, good, good morning to you all. Hope you're all keeping well and happy new year. Um, hope you had a good Christmas break. Um, it's really great to be back. Um, very interested in, see, in seeing what this year is going to bring. Um, I think it's fair to say last year was a, was a challenging year for, um, for, for many contradictory reasons, I guess, um, where we had a certain outlook um, I suppose a lot of the individual data points failed to kind of support that outlook. Certainly I'm talking about the first half of the year um, and then we started to see and make some significant progress in the second half of the year. So really was quite um, uh, a topsy-turvy um, up and down type of trading year. Um, no major surprise really with uh, with the fact that when when central banks distort markets the way that they have done since COVID, specifically in the amount of quantitative easing and the way that central banks had uh, lowered rates to zero, um, it's no surprise to see you know things like economic data points not performing in line with expectations. There's a there's a significant amount of distortion in there, and also with the uh, revisions as well, data revisions come back and you know, can actually change the view quite considerably. So a remarkably bullish trading year um, when our, certainly our bias was was a little bit more bearish, at least at the beginning of the year for a variety of very real and significant reasons, the markets just completely ignored some of those market fundamentals. So very, very interesting dynamic. Um, now we're in the opposite position. So if you can cast your mind back and we get into it in just a second with, with the charts but um at the end of uh 2023 no 2022 um there was expectation for further downside in um in 2023 and uh, we didn't get that downside move at all ai and, and a whole range of other reasons um and the, that rate pivot in the summer from the fed the, the let's say the, uh, the 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 dovish rate pivot narrative um now it, it does seem as if there's an expectation for further upside which we will probably be watching very very carefully for a bit of rollover so we could get the complete opposite of what we actually what we were envisaging last year might end up filtering through this year and there's um some interesting commentary on china which explains exactly that, that last year was a really difficult year for the Chinese economy, despite many thinking it would it would roar back, you know, post-COVID. It didn't really happen. It's um, It's been stuttering. Now there's the potential for um, the Chinese economy to really kind of kick on. Let's see if all of this comes true. And, and the good news about us is we can be, um, we can be quite nimble in our thinking. We can be looking to to buy markets one day and we could literally be looking to sell them the next but we're very much going to be kind of narrative driven and um, that's really what our focus is going to center around so really you as a trader should know what you're trading more importantly why you're trading that particular market and um and and be very clear about the direction in which you want to trade these markets um so please see our risk warning currently up on screen. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Of course, this is the first trading session now of the calendar year. 
Um, we, we're going to have um, traders and investors coming back to their desks kind of organically. They're probably in this little phase. They're probably having all their meetings now about you know what their views are and, and where they how they're going to assign their capital. Um, it's interesting to see a bit of a pullback across major markets in the last three days. Um, let's see if that provides a bit of a floor in which um, more buying can come in. But um, markets are at quite a pivotal stage. And now there's an additional con contradiction as well um, with, the, with the Fed. Um, so let's get straight into it then. Uh, all profitable traders, they of course need to consider, you know, what markets do we trade? So many to choose from. How do we narrow them down? And that's where our analysis comes in. That's where our ability to uh, to discuss narrative really drives prices predominantly. And um, and we want to be very mindful that we have that, that wind in our back when we trade. Um, then obviously you have your technical side to your trading approach, which is around your your ability to enter and exit. What prices do we get in, and, and what sort of technical setup do we need in order to pull the trigger? Um, then risk management, your ability to make sure that you control your exposure. And by that, it, it means if you have um, a setup that's not quite, you know, um, you're not quite as comfortable with the trade as perhaps you could be in other situations, which are a little bit more no brainers, then just simply reduce your trade size. So you can be active but to, to, to varying degrees. And um, again, we'll, we'll hopefully teach you that over the course of the year. And then trade management as well. We want to try and let our winners run. So that's when we, we start seeing our P&L take you know, nice moves to the upside. And that's what we want to sort of focus our attention on. But what we don't want to do is give back any decent profits. So we'd rather, let's say if we have a 100-point move, we'd like to take 60, 70, 80 points of that knowing that we're not going to get in at the very bottom. We're not going to be able to exit at the very, very top. So really, the, the large chunk of the move is absolutely fine for us and what we're, what we're trying to achieve. So that ability to make sure that those markets don't come back and you give all those profits back is, is, is important. The dollar-yen trade from the end of last year is a really good point. In, um, it's, a, it's kind of a good example of that. Now, it didn't work out in our favor, unfortunately, but the potential was huge. Um, so it was the right trade. Unfortunately, it was just slightly the wrong timing because we just got taken out of it by a few pips. Um, but it, it made significant progress as we closed out the trading year. And trading psychology. Um, last year, we were speaking about um, the Santa Claus rally. And we're likely to finish really quite strong because of this, this positivity to year end. And it was palpable. You could, you could feel that positivity, you know, end of November. We did have the Fed come along and, and give a real good big thumbs up within that as well. So no major surprise to see these markets finish really quite strong. So psychology... You know, it's uh, we talk about it all the time. And just to let you know, we, we do address these these types of considerations every day in our live trade rooms. And we're strong advocates of being consistent. If we're chopping and changing our approach all the time, which we could do really quite easily at times, we, we stick to our sort of basic principles. Um, and this is a like a, a mentorship environment as well. So we're actively trading with live capital, but we're, we're, we're sort of going through the whole process and just trying to be as consistent in our decision making as possible. Um, accurate with the levels we trade 
you know, there's always a reason why we're getting in at certain prices and why we're where we place our stop loss and things of that nature. Disciplined with our capital, um, and we are comfortable being patient. If we don't have the right sort of setup, we're, we're not sort of throwing market, throwing capital or throwing money into these markets. You know, we're quite willing to sit on our hands and wait for for better opportunities. So hopefully, we'll guide you through uh, another successful trading year. And like I said, last year has it had its challenges. Um, but we were able to sort of finish really quite strong, which is great. So let's start with a review then of these potential market moving news. And really, it's the first trading session back. So we're going to just have a quick overview, really. A bit of a slow start to the trading year. Of course, bank holidays, um, you know, as we start back the, uh, the, the trading year. So Monday and Tuesday, very, very quiet. Yesterday, now things started to pick up a little bit. Um, the manufacturing PMI numbers, and, and this is a, seems to be more of a global issue, you know, we're still in contraction. We're still in periods of, of tight, a really sort of tough environment for manufacturers. Um, coming in broadly in line with expectations, so no major deviation off that number. And then the jolt jobs. So this is a big week for, for job numbers, and uh, it starts with the jolt jolts job openings so how many jobs are available for those that are looking for employment in the u.s now the number came in pretty much spot on in line with expectations maybe marginally below but that's negligible and if we look at the chart it's 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 coming down isn't it we're in this sort of downward trajectory so this is all in the realms of acceptable sort of loosening in the jobs market. Um, if, if we're going for this job, uh, if we're going to go for this soft landing, which is what these markets are, are currently focused on and very much pricing in, is this soft landing. So what we're looking for, we're looking at three things very, very carefully. We're looking at um, job numbers, which is what we have this week. We're looking at uh, inflation, which we're going to get next week. And also, you know, key important economic growth related numbers um, and we're looking at so so for example jobs inflation and growth and those are the things that are likely to to guide us through the, the trading year because those three things are going to impact central bank monetary policy really quite significantly and that's where we're going to get our big winners for the year so um this is sort of the first real phase so Jolts, job opening numbers coming in line with expectations. And this number here, it does mean somewhere in the region, I don't know what the exact figure is, but it's something like one and a half jobs or 1.5 jobs for every unemployed person in the US, um, which is, you know, really quite, um, it, it's kind of a positive news event. And, and all it really does is kind of support that upside move for these equity markets. And then we had the FOMC meeting minutes. So no surprise to see some of the rhetoric coming out of this, suggesting that actually the Fed are going to keep rates higher for longer, which is, <clears throat> it's quite devastating. It's really giving mixed signals to these markets. If you go back to early December, end of November, fireside chat with Jerome Powell, he was saying we're higher for longer. So the markets were like, oh, okay, you know, we're edging higher, but nothing too, too significant. 
And then in the middle of December, he came out and said, actually, we're going to start cutting rates in, in, in 2024 and was really quite dovish. It was a very, very, in fact, it was more dovish than the markets even themselves anticipated. So why did he do that? No idea. Maybe it's a end of year present for all his friends in, in Wall Street. I'm just speculating. It, it looks like that was the case. And when it happened, we were very much of that opinion. It's like, okay, that's just a big thumbs up for, for all his friends. Um, it, it doesn't help his 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 situation, really. He, he's got a, a big, important year as far as interest rates are concerned, as far as inflation. If, if inflation comes back and he has been proved and the Fed have been proved to be wrong about their positioning and their understanding of inflation, um, then there's big, big problems coming down the tracks. Um, and not just as far as the Fed are concerned, but also politically as well with um, the uh, presidential elections at the end of the year. And the run-up to it is going to be, it's going to be chaotic. I think we have to prepare ourselves for that. Um, and there's a number of uh, elections as well this year. Um, so look, Fed officials in December saw rate cuts likely, but path highly uncertain. There's a couple of other headlines as well, which I might show you in a second. Um, so market sees Fed exit from quantitative tightening is nearing. So all of that is very positive for equity markets. Um, Now, it's interesting to see some of the headlines elsewhere. Let me, let me share with you. Uh, Bloomberg, for example. Uh, where are we? Something we were reading earlier. Well, Kathy Wood is back again. Buys Tesla shares just as Wall Street's view dims. Uh, her fund has been smashed to pieces. I don't know where we're at recently with it, but uh, she got everything wrong um, last year, I think, from my understanding. And she spends, and her team are just fully invested in, in technology stocks. And I don't think she was in any of the major technology movers and just got hammered instead. So yeah, um, sorry, I was just uh, just regarding some of the news regarding last night's okay, we, we, we'll probably get to grips very shortly. We'll, we'll put on the news channels and we'll get a bit of a market update is that um, the Fed and the headline, I think, in Bloomberg this morning was that headline, sorry, rates will stay higher for longer. And when 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 we heard that, it was very much, all oh, right, here we go again. You know, it's that contradictory sort of keeping markets on the edge kind of narrative that they're continuing to, to focus on. It's not fair. It's not it's not good for, for financial markets. It does nothing but completely mess us around, uh, sends mixed signals to the markets. And then as a result, Capital is, is a bit tentative, isn't it? Like if you were if you were managing a massive fund, you know, and you get that kind of mixed messaging, it it, it makes you probably just ease yourself in or, or back off the markets a little bit. Um, 
So, so what we're left with, um, and I'm just procrastinating a little bit because we, we want to touch on a couple of kind of important uh, little points here today, um, and just get a bit of a feel. We know that some of the tensions in in the U.S. Uh, sorry, in uh, in the Middle East seem to be ratcheting up, and we had that uh, we had an attack in Iran, I think, overnight. Um, something like 80, 85 or 86 people dead and um, they're blaming Israel for, for that attack and um, you know that could if you're mindful the, the conflict in Ukraine and also in the Middle East hasn't really impacted these markets to any significant level just yet um, that could very well change if tension starts to, starts to, to ratchet up a bit just wanted to share with you that the 10-year treasury note we were up at five percent we're now below four percent it looks like there's a little bit of a bounce off the lows if we kind of zoom in a little bit here so as this as this price is rolling over to the downside it's looking very positive for equity markets as we kind of bounce higher and if this creates a bit of a low they'd be concerned that there'd be a little bit of um uh us 10-year treasury bond yields actually looking constructive or, or, or pushing higher, which would have the potential to be quite negative for the equity markets. So I suppose a, a lack of clarity, as you can see, we'd have to go back to mid-December, uh, mid very little kind of progress made, actually more downside progress than upside progress. But for, for argument's sake, we've been around that 3.9 now uh, for three weeks, potentially. Um, close to a month so with these markets in mind let's have a look at the um what are we looking to do we've got this on the weekly time frame because we want to show you what happened previously when um when this market was up at these levels so this has the potential to create what's called a, a double top um we never saw the, the continuation to the downside as we would have expected. In fact, we saw a bit of a rally uh, up till kind of that June time when the Fed started to pause interest rate hikes and then gave a green light to this rally. And then good old Jerome Powell gave another green light in this little phase. So we want to be mindful of the technical um, understanding of these markets. There's a strong rollover here. It could be a double top. We could... We'll gladly look for some some selling opportunities. We're going to sort our charts out um, this this morning. We're going to get a bit of a, a feel for whether we want to get into this this type of trade. Um, if you look at the S and P five hundred on the daily, it looks like there's a there's a little potential bounce. Um, so we're going to spend a bit of time sorting out the charts in terms of what are we looking to do, where are the potential opportunities. Um, volatility levels are, are lower for obvious reasons. Um, we'd be very, we'd expect that to be the case. So we're going to get some positioning begin to filter through. Uh, we've got the job numbers this week as well. Don't forget with non-farm payroll tomorrow. It looks like there's the potential for a little bit of a little bit of buying potentially. So we're going to see where the best opportunities are. If we're not fully comfortable, we have a certain bias, but we're not fully comfortable um, with these markets. Um, we'll have a look at the yen as well. We're in this kind of sideways pattern, really, is, is all you can look at. Um, gold, there might be a potential to start buying on this little pullback. 
that might be worth looking at the very minimum there might be a little bit of a basis here for crude oil so there's definitely a few opportunities to, to perhaps start to look at see yesterday we were looking quite bearish for a period but failed to make a new low and now it looks like this could be a strong structural failure trade to the upside above 75 dollars so um definitely some interesting opportunities to potentially uh, focus our attentions on and that's exactly what we shall do so in terms of our trade plan guys we're going to switch rooms now so do feel free to join us we'll um, ease ourselves into these markets um, Okay, so just, just for you to be mindful. Um, it's our first day back. Do we really want to be sort of jumping in this morning and, and building a bit of a portfolio? We kind of need that sort of technical opportunity really to sort of give us that extra, um, I suppose, confidence in our decision making. So market summary. Right, we're just going to leave it as, as that. So there's the potential for mild risk on market conditions. Um, and uh, just be mindful, this is our first day back. So no need to go a bit crazy because we've got very important non-farm payroll numbers tomorrow. So instead of picking out individual sort of opportunities potentially this morning, let's have a good look at them over the course of, of the morning session. And... Um, We'll see, we'll see how that how that finishes up. Um, we've still got a very close eye on this narrative between a dovish Fed and a hawkish Fed. At the minute, we're really quite dovish. It's about rate pivot, lower inflation. That's really where we're at. Positive economic data, soft landing. That's kind of driving prices higher. What will put an end to that is if this higher rate for longer narrative. Um, if the Fed, if in, if inflation pushes higher the fed won't be in a position in march to actually start lowering rates so a really tough environment and things could go really really badly wrong for the fed uh, we'll have to wait and see whether it will or not um, so at the minute we're in this sort of dovish soft landing very positive trading environment very much risk on indices higher potential for weakness in the dollar um, those us bond yields we would prefer to see rolling over to the downside uh, which we're not really seeing. We're seeing a little bit of a floor created and a little bit of 
upward momentum in US bond yields. That would be concerning if these markets started to, to rally to the upside. And then commodities as well. Um, there might be an opportunity to sort of buy gold and oil. So a couple of potential opportunities. There is a distinct lack of kind of real volume. Um, and that's only because everyone's coming back to their trading desks. They, like us, are getting a little bit of a feel for these markets. So look, any questions, guys, feel free to post them. Um, we'll, um, if you've got any questions, feel free to, to post them, guys. Um, and you're very welcome to, to join us if you can. For more information, just go to the, the livetraderoom.com uh, if you have any questions about um, what we offer traders. Uh, you can get all the information from the live trade Great stuff, guys. Um, listen, thanks very much for all your comments. I do appreciate it. Um, had a lovely, lovely Christmas break. Uh, we all did, actually. And um, we are ready to get stuck into these markets now, which is uh, which is interesting. And um, so we're just going to just ease ourselves back into these markets, having had a, a few days off. And let's get ready to go again. Great stuff. All right, then, guys, listen, my pleasure. On that note, uh, take care. Happy New Year to everyone as well. And we'll uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Great stuff. All right, then, guys, take care. We'll switch rooms now. For those of you that are able to join us, we'll be in the other room in just a few seconds. Take care, guys. Bye for now.